Am I the jerk for not donating my kidney to my evil twin brother due to him being awful to me my entire life, having an affair with my girlfriend, getting her pregnant, and then outing me and convincing my family to disown me because I'm bi? Subscribe to the channel and hit the bell to turn on notifications. My name is Ryan and my twin brother Sebastian and I have never been close. In fact, he made life hell growing up and my parents didn't help by playing favorites, getting him better stuff on our birthday, only going to see films that he liked at the cinema, giving him extra money for housework despite us doing the exact same amount of work, and he would always put me down, belittle me, bully me with his friends at school, break my stuff, and then blame me in general. It was all a pain. Growing up, the only people I knew to rely on were my older sister Jane, my cousin Kai, and my best friend Isaac, who all knew what an awful person my brother was. Anyway, cut to when I was 17 years old and I had my first girlfriend, someone that I loved very much. We didn't do the deed because she wanted to wait until her 18th birthday. But it turns out she was having an affair with my twin brother behind my back for half the time we were together and only got caught when it was revealed that she was pregnant. I was crushed. She knew how much I hated my brother and saw some of the awful things that he did to me, but she still went and did that. Cheating is bad enough, but to do it with him, of all people? When I slugged him in the face, his nose broke and made him lose a tooth, but according to my parents, I'm the one in the wrong and now we have to help this girl who is carrying my twin brother's child and we have to help support them. My brother then said that he had no intention of being a father and told my girlfriend to terminate. She then ran out of town and I never saw her again. I don't know if she had the baby or terminated. All that I know was that she was gone and my folks were still praising my brother as the golden child. I was still the black sheep and a failure as usual. Another year goes past and me and my brother still despise each other, but I had started dating again. It was a long while, but I finally found someone, a boy that I liked. I am bi and this new guy Daniel that I had met at college caught my eye. He was deaf and I studied sign language out of boredom, so we got talking and things seemed to just click. We date, we fall in love, I bring him to my friend Isaac's party to introduce him to my friends and everything feels great. At this point, the only one who knew that I was bi was Isaac, but one day, walking into a cinema, I was holding my boyfriend's hand, I bump into my evil twin. He points, laughs, and says some phobic remarks. I tell him to bug off, and I go see a movie with my arm around my boyfriend. When I got home after dropping my boyfriend off, I knew I'd be facing something as I walked through the front door. I saw both of my parents on the sofa. My mother was crying about how on earth she could have given birth to someone so disgusting. Was it too much to hope that she saw the light and was talking about my brother? But no. She was talking about me and how I'm a stain on our family's name. My father gets up to yell at me, spout phobic remarks and slurs. At this point, I see my brother up the staircase with a grin on his face. He then comes down and says that he is uncomfortable with sharing a room with an F slur and my folks kick me out right then and there. With what little clothes and money I had, I went to Isaac's house and his family took me in where I stayed for six months, actually experiencing familial love and affection and Isaac's mother and stepdad I consider to be my own parents now. Eventually, me, Daniel, and Isaac all get a two-bedroom flat together and all is good for the time being. So, cut to December last year. Me and my boyfriend, now husband, Daniel, were married. Isaac was my best man. My sister and cousin Kai walked me down the aisle. I have a brilliant job in graphic design and I have my own house by the sea and life has never been better. However, I get a call from my sister that my brother was in the hospital. I hadn't thought about him much over the nine-year 
period since I was kicked out, but being reminded of his existence brought up a lot of painful memories for me. I was told by my sister that Sebastian wanted to see me and that it was urgent. So I went to the hospital that he was in and I met my sister outside the front entrance. I ask her what this is all about, but she doesn't tell me and that I need to ask my twin. So I arrive to where my brother is, where my parents are at his side, and my folks actually look happy to see me as if what they did to me hadn't happened. And Sebastian also looked really pleased to see me. It's safe to say something was off. Eventually, I ask what's going on and why was I even here to which my brother tells the family to leave us two alone. He looks so much weaker than before. He used to intimidate me so much. He told me that he was dying from kidney failure and has been for the past few years, but now he didn't have long left to live. I knew immediately where this was going. He then said he always regretted that we never got along, at which point I told him no. He looked confused and asked what I was on about, so I simply told him I was not going to donate my kidney to save him. He looked as if I had just pooped in his food. He then went on about how bad the situation was and that he was really sorry for all the things we did to each other growing up. Excuse me? That we did to each other? I told him I just wanted a brother growing up that cared and loved me who wouldn't try to break me every day for 18 years. He then called in our mom and dad and told them that I wasn't going to give up my kidney. They started to spout off that I owed them for my existence and that I have a duty to look after family. I asked them, where was that duty when they kicked me out of the house? Or where was that duty every time my brother gave me a black eye? Or their duty to look after their grandchild when Sebastian decided that he didn't want to be a father? I said for all the things that he has done, from outing me, to having an affair with my girlfriend and getting her pregnant, then abandoning the child that was his. This was the universe's and my way of finally giving back what he dished out to bite him in the butt. I then turned around and walked out of the room having that be the last time I ever saw Sebastian again. I'm not sure why they'd want an F slur's kidney anyway. I walked past my sister who gave me a look. I gave her a look back who then in turn gave me a look that said I understand after leaving the hospital. I felt great as a weight had been taken off my shoulders. I went home and I never looked back pleased with my decision. Now last week I got a call from my sister calling to inform me that Sebastian, my twin brother has died. She asked if I was okay and I said that I was, that I didn't really feel anything at all, honestly. She said she understood to a degree as Sebastian hadn't been all that kind to her over the years either. I had my husband and Isaac there to support me. Honestly, at this point, Isaac may as well be our adopted child since his living with us till this whole situation with the world is over. The next day, I was getting calls and texts from family members I hadn't spoken to in years telling me that I was going to hell for being a bad son, being a bad brother, and for being an F slur, and that me and my husband don't deserve children. My hubby and I have been looking into adoption and surrogacy. This makes me second guess my choice of not giving my brother my kidney. Even in death, he's making things harder for me. I did wonder if I was a bad person and if I made the wrong decision, but I knew that if I was in that position, I would have been left for dead. Forget him. Here are a few other bits of information that may clear some things up. Number one, his renal failure 
failure was from living a hardcore lifestyle of substances and drink. Number two, my folks and sister did get themselves tested to see if their matches and none of them were. Number three, I disowned them from being my family years ago, apart from Jane. So when I got married, I took my husband's last name and hyphened it with Isaac's last name to which his folks were very pleased about. Number four, some family, Kai's folks and my dad's brother have actually called to see how I'm doing and say that they don't judge me for what happened. Others, however, have continued with said treatment of me whom I've now blocked. Number five, if he had been a good brother throughout my life, I'd have done it without a second thought. I'd have done the same for Jane, Kai, Isaac, and my husband, but I felt that he didn't deserve it. And finally, number six, it's unlikely that I will ever see my parents again, and I'll make sure my children will never meet them. My revenge to them will be being a better parent than they ever were. With all that said, was I the jerk? This was a heavy one. After all these years of not talking to each other, the OP goes back to his twin and the family, maybe thinking that they wanted to set things right or they wanted to rebuild a relationship or something, but no, they wanted his kidney. And I absolutely understand when you're at that level of desperation where you need the kidney, you're going to talk to whoever you got to talk to, even if you don't like them. But I think what set the OP over the edge to make the easy decision no is that the twin brother tried to rewrite history by saying that the things we did to each other was which seemed like the exact moment that the OP said, oh no, that is not going to happen. We're not going to rewrite history to be that since that's not how he sees it at all. There were some people that left comments about the old saying of blood is thicker than water and how that actually has a completely opposite meaning of its original meaning. There was a comment that said blood is thicker than water comes from a 12th century German proverb where the original version means the complete opposite. The original saying is the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. So it's interesting that over time, that phrase has completely changed its meaning to mean the opposite of what it originally said. I'm not sure how accurate this history is, but it's interesting to think about. I think for many people, if their twin sibling died because of not giving them an organ, they would probably be riddled with guilt for a long, long time. But as far as things went with the OP and his relationship to the family, it was bad enough that he felt okay with it after hearing about the death, it sounds like. The only final question I have about this whole thing is what happened to the baby? Since they're twin brothers, I'm assuming identical twin brothers, I believe that baby is genetically the same thing as being his own child. I kept thinking in this story that we were going to figure out what happened to that baby or was going to play a role and come back in, but we never saw what happened. So let me know what you would do if you were in this situation and jerk or not a jerk and why. Am I the jerk for telling my brother-in-law that I wouldn't sleep with him even if my life depended on it in front of his friends and family? I'm a 24-year-old female and I got proposed to two months ago. My fiance Jax, who's 28, has a younger brother Jacob, who's 23, who I went to college with. When I was in college, I slept around a lot and was pretty known for that. My fiance knew this and so did his brother. Jacob was a bit of a jokester, so he liked to bring it up frequently at family gatherings, birthdays, holidays, etc. My fiance and his family often told him to stop when they saw that I was uncomfortable with it. Last night, it was Jacob's birthday birthday dinner. Me, my fiance, and a lot of his friends and a few younger family members were there. Jacob started getting more and more sloshed and started cracking unfunny jokes. Some included saying how he was surprised that I never took the chance to do the deed with him in college. Being fed up and a little bit sloshed myself, I told him I wouldn't sleep with him if my life depended on it. He got 
pissed and then kept silent. The dinner was awkward for the rest of the time. My fiance said and some of his family said that I didn't do anything wrong and they even have been waiting for me to tell him that. This morning I woke up to a bunch of texts from Jacob telling me I'm a floozy and a B. I didn't do anything wrong but my friends requested that I get some opinions. So am I the jerk for telling my brother-in-law that I wouldn't sleep with him even if my life depended on it in front of his family and friends? How did anyone in this family allow this to go on for this entire time? So this whole time through birthdays, family gatherings, holidays, they all just sat back and watched Jacob say stuff like that to this OP? It's kind of hard to imagine that nobody shut him down this entire time and it had to get to the point where she had to have liquid courage in order to reach her breaking point and say something that wasn't even that intense. It was just a fact. And that little nudge is getting him to the point that he's so upset about the situation. It's the true definition of somebody who dishes it but can't take it. Except that she did that defensively in reaction to what he's saying. She wasn't going out and provoking him. So if you were in this situation and your brother was saying stuff like this to your wife, how would you handle it? And let me know jerk or not a jerk and why. Am I the jerk for not carrying on my family's tradition? I'm an 18 year old female and my family has a tradition that goes back five generations and that is that the oldest of the family joins the military. Only the four main branches. My mom was in the army and retired as a major. My grandpa was in the air force and retired as a colonel. I believe my great grandpa was in the navy and my great great grandfather was a marine and my great 3x grandfather was also marine. My family is very proud of this fact and has been throwing this in my face since I was first born. With the school year coming to an end and I turned 18 last month, my mom has been forcing me to do fitness courses and buying textbooks to help me study for the ASVAB. Now, I would have rebelled against this a while ago, but sadly, my younger brother passed away a few years ago and it was really hard on my parents. So I've just been going along with this until now. Last week, I overheard my mom talking on the phone to a recruiter talking about my options for possibly becoming an officer. I guess the realization finally hit. I told my mom that I am not joining a few days ago and a huge fight happened. But basically, I quote, wasted her time and she called me a disappointment. But I think that I have a right to choose whether or not I join the military. So am I the jerk for not carrying on my family's tradition? The sibling passing away a few years ago is very sad, but that should not be used as a tool to coerce the OP into doing what the parents want the OP to do, especially with something like this, where it's the start of your adult life and you have to go out into the world and you're going to do it based on someone else's decision. I mean, there are family traditions that don't require you to change the trajectory of your entire life. And that's what this is kind of doing. I mean, you're kind of being sent off towards the military, which will change the whole trajectory of everything. And there are a lot of people who would really thrive and would love that start to their adult life. But the OP is clearly not one of them. So the real options are either begrudgingly do something you don't want to do and be stuck with that forever or be abundantly clear like the OP has just begun to do and say, I'm not doing this. I want to do this other thing. Instead, or I just don't want to do this in general. If you end up being unhappy later on in life because of something like this, no one else can save you from that or undo that. So if you were in this situation, how would you handle it in jerk or not a jerk and why? Am I the jerk for selling my late husband's home out from under his parents? Last year, my husband died in a car accident. We were separated for about a year prior, but not officially divorced. So I was named the administrator of his estate. I have my own home and I'm financially independent. We had two children together and in the late summer of last year, I learned that his parents were the beneficiaries and received a boatload of money. Since his death,
death, his parents have told me that they wanted to buy the home. I have been waiting for them to go through with the purchase since August. I have been paying the mortgage on this home ever since. In February, I warned them that I was sick of paying for two mortgages and that I needed them to go through with the purchase. They have dragged their feet ever since and told me that it was in their lawyer's hands and they had no control. My lawyer has not received any kind of formal offer from them other than their lawyer stating that they were interested. Last week, I was approached by a gentleman willing to pay good money for the home. I warned them, hoping it would make them move forward on their end, but they scoffed and told me that I just needed to be patient and wait. It has been an entire year of waiting, of them letting me pay the mortgage on his home and support our children while they go on vacations, make larger purchases and pay off their debt with the life insurance. Am I the jerk for accepting an offer from someone that isn't them? Is selling the home of their dead son wrong? Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and what do I even say other than hey <sighs> well that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier starting the chat better and dating safer they've changed so you don't have to download the new Bumble now When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How can you expect someone, anyone, regardless if they're financially stable or not, to pay a second mortgage on a house that they're not even renting out? I think that the OP maybe would have rented this out if she would have known that it was going to be an entire year and still not have a formal offer from them. There's no way to predict that something like this would happen, but in retrospect, she probably could have said, yes, you can reserve the right to buy it for this price if you pay the mortgage until you buy the house. Paying one mortgage is hard enough. Paying two mortgages can eat you alive. That's so much money wasted for an empty house that's just sitting there waiting to be bought. In other words, they wanted to do it at their convenience at the OP's expense, and that is wrong. But if this was you, how would you have handled the situation, and jerk or not a jerk, and why? When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories in this series, use the playlist at the top of the description. And next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search for cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever Whatever music platform you use for copyright free music to use for your stream, it's free. Cream of the stream. Either way, thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you guys next time.